Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXB and today is the 22nd of February 2024 and the price of Bitcoin cars and even the price of Ethereum has marginally gone down and there is a valid reason for that. What happened guys is that the Federal Reserve Board, they had an FOMC meeting and because the inflation numbers has been picking up, there is a very high possibility that in the next FOMC meeting, Jerome Powell and his team will be going ahead and increasing the interest rate hike. Now because of that news guys, it is definitely shaking up the stock market as well as the cryptocurrency world as well. So it's really important to note guys that these factors definitely have a massive impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Ideally that should not be the case but looks like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are heavily dependent on what is going on in the political world in the United States of America isn't it? Now guys in today's episode we have some massive news and that is regarding stablecoin issuer Circle USDC and they have gone ahead and made an announcement that USDC will no longer be on Tron blockchain so we'll definitely go and discuss this. Now look as the reasoning for that might be right but the only thing that I'm questioning is who went ahead and made the decision. Clearly it is the centralized team that has gone ahead and made the decision isn't it. So I'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that news. Now guys in the world of Ethereum we have some positive news and that is to do with Metamask. Now if you're someone who's using Ethereum you definitely know what Metamask is and the news essentially is that Metamask is deciding to go ahead and boost security and they're doing that across different blockchain that is Ethereum, Linear, Binance BNB Smart Chain, Polygon, Arbitrum, Optimism and Avalanche as well. So I'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that news. Now unfortunately guys, 2022 is not looking the best year for Binance once again. 2023 was clearly one of the worst years for Binance and I was really hoping that 2024 has a good start. Yesterday I talked about some negative news regarding Binance and unfortunately guys today I have two more negative news regarding Binance. The first one is regarding Philippines and the second one guys is regarding Nigeria. Now regarding Philippines guys there is a possibility of an outright ban on Binance so we'll definitely go ahead and look at that because look Binance currently is operating without a license so I'll definitely go ahead and share my thoughts and opinion on it. Now regarding Nigeria guys there is a completely mess up because Binance has gone ahead and set the limit on how much Nigerian Naira traders can exchange for USDT and a lot of people from Nigeria are definitely unhappy about it. Now it's really important to note guys Nigeria boasts the world's largest peer-to-peer -peer exchange volume on Binance and this news guys is definitely not looking good for Binance and for general peer-to-peer -peer exchanges as well. So I'll definitely go ahead and share my thoughts and opinion on it and guys like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Date podcast. I'm going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. Now the first news guys is more of an article which is published that talks about what the UAE is planning to do and how crimes will be investigated in the metaverse and this article is published by KhalijTimes.com so I'll definitely go ahead and share my thoughts and opinion on it. And guys on the 15th of March I do have a session on metaverse called as metaverse, the hype reality and new world order and I'll definitely go ahead and touch base on this news as well. Now the second news guys has to do with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and it talks about the AI readiness in Saudi Arabia and this news guys is by Cisco and Cisco has announced AI readiness index in Saudi Arabia and look guys 93% of the organizations in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia have an AI strategy in place or they are currently under development so definitely positive news and look guys I've been saying this since a very long time I wouldn't be surprised if as artificial intelligence is concerned Saudi Arabia might just turn out to be the leader not just in the Middle East probably in the entire world as well. So quite a lot to cover guys in today's episode so let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Krypton Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, 
blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee Tate has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Thank you to our sponsors for being part of the Blockchain DXB journey, firstly Advanced Media. Advanced Media Guys is the largest distributor of professional video, photo, broadcast and cinematic equipment and accessories in the Middle East and Nano region. With over two decades of experience, Advanced Media is now the largest distributor in the Middle East, representing more than 100 recognizable brands, including brands such as Zeiss, DJI, Hasselblad, Red and Road. As a matter of fact, guys, the very mic that I'm recording is being sponsored by Advanced Media as well. And Advanced Media has showrooms in Saudi Arabia and services as well. Looks like they're definitely taking the Middle East by storm. And here's the beautiful thing, guys. They're taking corporate social responsibility very seriously. And they're focusing on three Ps. That is people, planet, and prosperity. Now listen, guys, if you do want to find out more information regarding the statement of corporate social responsibility, check out the website that is www.amt.tv. And here's the beautiful thing, guys. They also want to be a leader and set an example and reputation as a pioneer and member of the community. And in doing so, guys, they also have an AMT scholarship with SAE Institute in Dubai, UAE. So definitely check it out. And also, guys, Advanced Media is committed to persistently developing, organizing, and hosting training workshops, seminars, and community events that educate, inform, and familiarize consumers with new equipment and the latest technological advances. So listen guys, do one thing. If you do want to support this channel, go to the website that is www.amt.tv and follow the social media channels as well. All of the details are in the show notes below. Next, 
Startup OA is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gulf Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's get started by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now look guys, the global cryptocurrency market has definitely gone down and I wouldn't be surprised in the next coming days, it will go down even further. Now right now it is at $1.95 trillion and since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.86%. Now look guys, the answer is pretty simple. There was a FOMC meeting that actually took place and looks like uh, some members of the FOMC meeting were actually suggesting that the interest rates could be at their peak. In addition to that guys, some officials view actually pointed at some risk regarding the progress of inflation and what's going to happen guys is, based on this meeting, in the month of March, Jerome Powell will be making an announcement regarding the interest rate hike and based on this looks like guys, most likely he will be increasing the interest rate hike. And unfortunately, that would mean that the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will be negatively impacted. Now, so far as the FOMC meeting is concerned, guys, there is an FOMC meeting report that is published. And based on the report, guys, investors will pay close attention to comments regarding the inflation outlook and the possible timing of policy pivot as well. And because of that, guys, unfortunately, the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has fallen down as well. Now, in an idealistic world, guys, ideally, the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies should not be impacted, isn't it? 
Hopefully, in the next couple of decades, these factors may not have an impact on the price of Bitcoin. But until then, I'm pretty much sure there's not much we can do about it. Now, so far as the total cryptocurrency market volume is concerned, since the last 24 hours, it is at $80.47 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is up by 11.16%. If you look at the total volume in DeFi gas, it is below the $6 billion mark. And as of now, it is at $5.79 billion. And DeFi gas as of today is accounting for 7.19% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. And so far as the total value locked is concerned, guys, it has actually gone down since the last 24 hours. And as of today, 22nd of February, it is at $74.11 billion. Now, so far as total value locked is concerned, guys, Lido is still dominating with $28.65 billion. But here's the interesting bit, guys. The decent clash to centralized exchange dominance for some odd reason has pumped up to the moon. And as of now, it is at 20.26%. I really don't understand what is going on on Wednesdays or Thursdays, particularly in the world of decentralized exchanges. Now, if you guys do have any idea as to why the dominance picks up pace only on Wednesdays and Thursdays, let me know because I'm completely baffled to be honest. Now, if you look at the 24-hour trading volume, the volume of decentralized exchanges has also picked up pace, but not by a lot to be honest. And Uniswap's volume is $1.59 billion. PancakeSwap volume has definitely picked up quite a lot of pace since the last 24 hours. And today, guys, it is at $697.51 million. Orca is at number third, and its volume is $357.27 million. Core Finance is at number fourth, and its volume is $293.93 million. And finally, Radium, guys, its volume is $192.25 million. Now, let's quickly run through the volume of stable coins, because right now it is at $73.28 billion. And stable coins, guys, as of today, is accounting for 91.74% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. And look, guys, we have some massive news today, and that is regarding Circle USDC and the issuers of Circle USDC, that is Circle. They have gone ahead and made a centralized decision to no longer be working on Tron blockchain. Now, listen, guys, the reasoning sounds absolutely fine, but what I'm questioning is, it is clearly a centralized decision, isn't it? And the community wasn't even probably asked about it. So we'll definitely go in touch based on that news. Now, so far as the volume of stablecoins is concerned, out of the $73.28 billion, Tether USDT accounts for $58.94 billion, Circle USDC is at $6.32 billion, and finally, True USD, its volume is $94.02 billion. Now, look, as despite the volume of stablecoins being low, and despite the volume of Bitcoin and Ethereum going down, for some odd reason, Binance BNB chain's volume has actually picked up pace. Now, let's quickly run through the market cap. 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, Bitcoin's market cap, guys, is still about the $1 trillion mark at $1.01 trillion. But look, guys, I wouldn't be surprised based on the news regarding the FOMC meeting. The market cap of Bitcoin might actually go down. So, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Ethereum's market cap is at $354 billion. If you look at the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin and Ethereum, the numbers are pretty much the same as yesterday. But if you look at it from a percentage point of view, guys, Ethereum is accounting for a higher percentage than the previous months and years in comparison to Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume. Now, as of now, Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume is $28.3 billion, whereas Ethereum's 24-hour trading volume is a little shy of $19 billion. It is, in fact, at $18.76 billion. If you look at the dominance cause of Bitcoin, it is at 51.70%, whereas Ethereum's dominance cause is at 18.04%. Now, in today's episode, guys, let me very quickly run through a different matrix, which to be honest, guys, I looked at it for the very first time, and that is centralized exchanges transparency. 
Now look guys, if you're relatively new into the Bitcoin cryptocurrency space, you definitely need to find out who Trace Mayer is. He's one of the OGs of Bitcoin who bought Bitcoin at literally pennies. He's definitely got to be a multi-billionaire by now. Now in 2018 and 2019, he was a massive advocate of people withdrawing all of the Bitcoins from centralized exchanges and the whole idea was that he wanted to know if centralized exchanges do actually have your Bitcoin and unfortunately guys the idea did not materialize and the answer is pretty simple. Centralized exchanges would not want to do that isn't it and this news guys is relevant because when you talk about centralized exchange transparency it was absolutely a massive deal and that led to the collapse of FTX as well isn't it. So in today's episode let me quickly run through centralized exchanges transparency and I'm looking at these numbers only for one month. Now if you want to go ahead and play around with it you can go to defilama.com and towards the left side guys you will see a section called a centralized exchange transparency and you can change the date to six months one year and also towards the entire history as well. Now let me go ahead and run through the top five centralized exchanges. Now unfortunately guys Coinbase is not in that list and if you actually go through it because I'm pretty much sure Brian Armstrong and the team were not massive advocates of showing the transparency that the number one guys is clearly Binance and if you look at the transparency guys the amount is 81.96 billion dollars. Now listen guys if you were to compare this with the market cap of Tether USDT it is absolutely massive isn't it. Tether USDT's market cap is much bigger than Binance's number isn't it. Absolutely baffling stuff to be honest. Now the second one so far as exchange is concerned is OKX and so far as the transparency numbers is concerned they have shown 16.98 billion dollars. Bitfinex is number third and the amount is 16.19 billion dollars. Robinhood guys is surprisingly at number fourth and its volume is 11.30 billion dollars and finally at number fifth is Bybit and its volume is 6.41 billion dollars. Now look guys these numbers are really surprising because what I really want you to do is I want you to compare this guys with the market cap of stable coins and look guys few days ago in my crypto and coffee day podcast I talked about Charles Hoskinson who is not a massive fan of stable coins and rightly so as well. So looks like stablecoin issuers are definitely the major reason as to why the cryptocurrency is actually working, not necessarily centralized exchanges as well. Now granted guys, I see this to say, a lot of the transactions of stablecoins are actually taking place in centralized and decentralized exchanges. But ideally what should be happening is, the numbers for centralized exchanges should definitely be higher than the market cap of stablecoins. Those are my honest thoughts to be honest. But again guys, if you look at the market cap of stable coins, there is only one anomaly to be honest and that is Bitfinex instead the USDT. Their market cap is close to $100 billion. And I've said this thing so many times guys, the biggest blacks on event in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space might just be the USDT. But look, I'm hoping that thing does not happen. Now guys, before we look at the king of all kings that is Bitcoin, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to use ChatGPT and I'm going to ask ChatGPT what is Web 3.0. Now listen guys, this is not my information but direct information from ChatGPT. Now the reason why I don't want to give out more information guys because in the month of March, I plan to release a series of episodes why I think Web 3.0 is just hype. Now in that episode guys, I'll be giving out more information regarding what Web 3.0 is. We would look at blockchain trilemma. We'll look at the pillars of open blockchain. We'll truly understand the limited use case of blockchain technology and quite a lot more. But in today's episode, let me go ahead and read out what ChatGPT says. And the prompt that I've used guys is pretty simple. I just asked ChatGPT, what is Web 3.0? So at this point of time guys, I really am not sure if I 100% agree to what ChatGPT is saying. But let's see what ChatGPT talks about Web 3.0. And what ChatGPT says guys is that Web 3.0 refers to the next generation of the internet. 
that is envisioned to be decentralized, more secure and more privacy focused compared to its predecessors, while there is no universally agreed upon definition, Web 3.0 according to ChatGPT is often characterized by several key features and it talks about decentralization, blockchain technology, data ownership and privacy, interoperability, semantic web and AI integration, and finally immutable content and digital assets. So let me go ahead and touch base on these points guys and let me know what your thoughts are. Now regarding decentralization guys, what ChatGPT is saying is that Web 3.0 aims to move away from the centralized model of Web 2.0 where power and control are concentrated in the hands of few large companies. Instead, it promotes decentralized architectures such as blockchain technology, where data and applications are distributed across a network of nodes, reducing the reliance of centralized authorities. And so far as blockchain technology is concerned, what ChatGPT Gaz is saying is blockchain technology plays a central role in Web 3.0 by providing a transparent, immutable and secure way to store and transfer data, and it enables trustless transactions, smart contracts and decentralized apps, also called as dApps that operate without intermediaries. Now, it's really important to note, guys, that ChatGPT hasn't mentioned about Hedera Hashgraph or IOTA that uses distributed ledger technology that has nothing to do with blockchain technology as such. Rather, they use something unique called as DAG that is directed acyclic graph. But when I cover Web 3.0 series, guys, I'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that. Now, regarding data ownership and privacy, what ChatGPT is saying is that in Web 3.0, users have greater control over their personal data and also the digital identities and with decentralized identity solutions and data ownership protocol, individuals can manage their data more securely and selectively share it with third parties as desired, thereby enhancing privacy and reducing the risk of data breaches. That is something I definitely agree to. But look guys, when you talk about individuals having their own right, there are also certain negative aspects to it. But what I'd really recommend you to do is the series that are released, I'll definitely go in touch base on this particular point to be honest and we'll go ahead and understand why having a centralized entity might offer certain benefits that Web 3.0 can possibly never offer. Now, so far as interoperability is concerned, what ChatGPT is saying is that Web 3.0 seeks to establish interoperability between different blockchains and protocols, enabling seamless communication and data exchanges across various decentralized platforms and applications. Now look guys, the fifth point is really interesting because it talks about semantic web and AI integration. So listen to this podcast, what it says is that semantic technologies and artificial intelligence are expected to play a significant role in Web 3.0, facilitating more intelligent and context-aware interactions between users and machines, and this integration aims to enhance efficiency and effectiveness of information retrieval and processing of the web. Now look guys, as much as I dislike saying this, this particular point would be more relevant so far as processing time is concerned in a centralized structure as opposed to a distributed or decentralized form of working, you always need to be aware guys of the TPS that is transactions per second. Unfortunately, a centralized system will offer a quicker response. If you look at ChatGPT or if you look at Gemini by Google, the response is immediately in a matter of few seconds, isn't it? Imagine working this in a decentralized or distributed platform. It would definitely take more than seconds if not minutes to come up with the answer because all of the information needs to be uploaded in a block and the block has confirmation time. In certain cases, there is blockage as well. And if it is done on centralized blockchain like Solana, the entire block production could be stopped as well, isn't it? And finally, guys, regarding immutable content and digital assets, what ChatGPT is saying is that content and digital assets on Web 3.0 are often stored immutable on blockchain, ensuring authenticity, provenance, and permanence. This enables new possibilities for digital ownership, intellectual property rights, and monetization models. This, to be honest, I 100% agree to it. 
because look once the information is uploaded on blockchain there's pretty much nothing you can do in order to go ahead and tamper the evidence so this part i definitely agree to it so overall guys looks like we have 3.0 represents a paradigm shift towards a more decentralized secure and user-centric internet where individuals have greater autonomy privacy and control over the online interactions and assets so these are just points guys regarding web 3.0 but once again guys what I'd really recommend you to do is, in the month of March, I'm planning to have a series of at least 6 to 8 episodes where I've invited CEOs, CTOs and tech founders and I'm going to be having a healthy debate and we're going to be discussing why Web 3.0 is hype or not. Now it could be possible guys that I'm still not aware of certain technologies so let's see if they can educate me and to be honest guys I'll be absolutely humble as long as I learn something and as long as listeners like you can learn something from them so let's see how the series goes. Now look guys, if you want to go and sponsor the series, which is titled Why Web 3.0 is Just Hype, drop me an email to infatblockchaindxb.com. Now guys, let's look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin. And unfortunately guys, the price of Bitcoin has actually gone down. And right now it is at $51,640. Just yesterday guys, it did actually cross the $53,000 mark. And when I actually recorded the episode, it was around the $52,000 range, isn't it? But right now it is at $51,640. Now look guys, as much as we dislike saying it, the impact of the FOMC meeting most likely will negatively impact the price of Bitcoin. Now so far as the price of Bitcoin is concerned, since the last 24 hours it is down by 1.29%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 0.37%. Ethereum guys unfortunately has gone down below the $3,000 mark and right now it is at $2,949. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.91%. And since the last 7 days, it is up by 6.16%. But look guys, what is a bit surprising is that Binance BNB coin, its price has reached a new all-time high in the last few years. And right now it is at $374. As a matter of fact guys, since the last 24 hours, it is up by 5.74%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 12.60%. So what in the hell is going on so far as Binance is concerned? Because look, in today's episode, later on I'm going to be discussing two negative news regarding Binance. But the reason for the temporary hike guys is that Binance has got and launched a new portal and according to a post on the website's exchange it is the 47th project on Binance launch pool and it is called as Portal which is essentially a cross-chain gaming platform and they aim to attract more Web3 players and because of this guys users will be able to place their BNB and FDUSD in separate pools for farming portal tokens for 7 days starting 20th of February 2024 and on 29th of February the cryptocurrency exchange will list portal and guys so far trading is concerned the trading for these new tokens will be available with Bitcoin, Binance BNB coin, Tether USDT and first digital USD also called as FDUSD as well as Tri token and because of this news guys the price of BNB coin has pumped up to the roof now listen guys, I wouldn't be surprised in the next coming days, the price will definitely falter as well. Those are my honest opinion. But listen guys, I've always said this, when it comes to price predictions, all price predictions are 100% right, 50% of the time. Now guys, let's discuss a massive news and that is regarding Circle's USDC. And Circle guys is discontinuing support for USDC on Tron blockchain. But effective immediately, Circle will no longer mint USD on Tron blockchain. But Circle guys will support Circle mint customer transfers of USDC to other blockchain through February of 2025 and the reason guys what they mentioned on the official website is that Circle only serves businesses and institution customers and other non-Circle customers guys can move their USD on Tron to an exchange or distributor where it can be transferred to another blockchain where USDC is supported. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is guys in the show notes below 
there is an official link by circle so please feel free to go ahead and check it out now here's the interesting bit guys looks like this is an extremely centralized decision isn't it and there is no community to go ahead and question to go ahead and make this decision and circle guys have clearly stated that they're consistently evaluating the compatibility for blockchain hosting usdc and the choice to seize usdc support on tron blockchain reflects a comprehensive approach undertaken across the business organization compliance and other operational sectors and this decision guys was in line with circle's commitment to maintaining circle usdc's reputation as a trusted transparent and secure regulated digital dollar and this would probably solidify its position as a premium option on the internet now look guys me personally i'm definitely a fan of circle usdc now it's really important to note guys that circle usdc is definitely not decentralized definitely a centralized organization as long as you're aware about that then you can go ahead and make your move into using stable coins now guys let's discuss some positive news and that is regarding metamask and metamask guys is expanding its default security alerts to encompass users on web extensions and mobile apps across various blockchains and they are including ethereum linea binance bnb smart chain polygon arbitrum optimism and even avalanche and this move guys by metamask follows a period of significant user growth with monthly active users increasing from 19 million in September of 2023 to 30 million users in January of 2024 now it's really important to note guys one of the reasons why the numbers have increased that is only because of several partnership that they recently did and one of them was with Robinhood isn't it now so far as the security aspect is concerned the security alerts were initially introduced on the Ethereum mainnet via extension on the 29th of January 2024 And the new alert guys was actually providing users with warnings during transactions to identify and caution against potential threats thus aiming to enhance overall security of its expanding user base so definitely positive news i guess now just some fyi guys the security alert system was introduced in april of 2023 and they did that as an experiment of an option on open sea that did actually help secure 500 million worth of assets and the success of the security alerts guys may the firm extend them to metamask wallet as well and apart from privacy focused security metamask is also working on educating the community to help them identify and detect scams to avoid getting duped and that is so critical especially in the cryptocurrency space so definitely positive news for the entire cryptocurrency world to be honest now guys let's discuss some unfortunate news and i have two news regarding binance now it is great that the prices have definitely increased but unfortunately guys 2024 is not looking the best year for binance now the first news is regarding philippines and binance's operations in the philippines are currently in jeopardy as regulators are evaluating the possibility of banning the exchange for operating without a license and the security and exchange commission of philippines is considering the impact of such a ban on filipino account holders and is currently working with other government agencies on the procedure now listen guys this information is actually published via dlnews.com and this information is directly given by the philippine security and exchange commission and the official link is in the show notes below now guys let's discuss some news regarding nigeria and binance guys has set a limit on how much nigerian naira traders can exchange on usdt and this has upset many local investors Now this move guys stops traders from making transactions above a certain rate and it happened in Nigerian currency that is the naira now the reason why they upset is because Nigerian currency guys has been losing value consistently compared to the US dollar and British pounds and because of that the investors were definitely not happy guys now so far as Binance is concerned they are citing efforts to comply with local regulatory standards in Nigeria and Binance actually stated that the exchange is working hand in hand with local authorities lawmakers and regulators to ensure that they act on non-compliance now it's really important to note guys this is a massive blow for binance 
because as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Nigeria boasts the world's largest peer-to-peer exchange volume on Binance and this restriction could significantly impact many investors and unfortunately because investors are already diverting transactions from Binance to other exchange platforms and this to be honest will significantly impact Binance and the losses as well as in it. Definitely unfortunate news. But look as you need to go out and follow rules and regulations or Binance will be fined heavily, maybe even kicked out of the country as well. So definitely unfortunate news I guess. But 2024 guys is definitely not an ideal start for Binance once again. So those were the news guys on the cryptocurrency and blockchain world. Now let's look at two news from the Bay UAE and the Middle East. Now the first news guys is more of an article which is written in KalishTimes.com that talks about how crimes will be investigated in the metaverse. So let me go ahead and share what this article is all about. Because in the article, Mother Nobrai, the executive director of technology and innovation for Interpol, is actually emphasizing leveraging technology for investigation. And Brigadier General Dr. Jasim Alantali, the academic dean of the Abu Dhabi Police College, stresses the importance of adapting existing laws, keeping in mind metaverse, and Christian to Andresen, the CEO of Kanda, highlighted scams and incidents in Hong Kong involving significant financial losses that did actually take place in metaverse. And Christian actually emphasizes the complexity of intellectual property rights in the metaverse and law enforcement agencies, guys, must adapt to investigate crimes in the metaverse, isn't it? And what the article states, guys, is that advanced technologies both possesses challenges and opportunities for crime investigation and scammers can definitely exploit metaverse capabilities for deception, necessitating vigilance as well. An investigation, guys, of metaverse crimes does actually require a multi-dimensional approach and few weeks ago, guys, I did read the very bizarre news regarding UK that had to do with sexual exploit. So definitely not ideal, isn't it? And they also talked about traditional forensic methods may not suffice in virtual environments and they are calling for cooperation with tech companies and international entities as it is necessary for effective investigation. And also endpoint forensics have limitations in the metaverse due to decentralized platforms. But what they are discussing is ways of having specialized techniques, including blockchain analysis that are needed for investigation. And guys, they're calling for collaborations with platform providers as it is crucial for access to data. And it could be possible, guys, in the next coming months, years, and decades. Advanced analytics are employed to reconstruct events and identity perpetrators. And the goal, guys, is pretty simple. They want to ensure safety, as safety remains a priority despite technological advancements in the future. Now, what the article also states, guys, could it be possible that the jury visits the virtual crime scene to go and better enhance understanding and deliberations with the metaverse guys, I wouldn't be surprised if that thing is not possible. Most likely it is definitely possible and that would actually be the perfect use case of metaverse as well. And they also talk about continuous exploration of legal and ethical considerations and it is absolutely necessary for regulations in the metaverse. So definitely critical point I guess. And guys in the metaverse session that I'm going to be conducting on the 15th of March, I'll definitely go in touch based on this news. Now guys let's discuss some news all the way from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And this is actually a report which is published by Cisco that talks about Saudi Arabia's readiness. So let me go ahead and give out more information. And Cisco announced their readiness index findings in Saudi Arabia ahead of LEAP 2024 in Riyadh. And what the index actually states is that 93% of organizations in Saudi Arabia already have an AR strategy or currently are in place or under development and only 8% fail fully prepared to deploy and leverage artificial intelligence effectively. And the key outcome guys sought through artificial intelligence adoption include increased productivity and efficiency and that accounts for 47% of the respondents and opening new revenue streams is a top priority for 30% of the respondents and Salman Fakih, the managing director of Cisco Saudi Arabia, 
highlighted Saudi Arabia's progress in artificial intelligence. Now, look, as last week, I did go and release a standalone episode on Saudi Arabia's artificial intelligence progress, and it is titled Saudi Arabia AI Frontier. And look, as this particular episode is not ordinary, it is completely done by artificial intelligence. I've even gone ahead and cloned my voice using artificial intelligence. And truth be told, guys, I have no clue what the episode is all about because I used ChatGPT4 to go and write the entire script. And once the script was ready, I used my voice cloning device. Now, the reason why I didn't want to go and read through the information, guys, before publishing it, because I'm pretty much sure if I would have gone ahead and read it, I would have gone ahead and made changes to it. And I did not want to go ahead and have absolutely any human intervention. And the entire thing is 100% done by artificial intelligence. And I directly went ahead and published it. So please feel free to go ahead and check it out. The only thing I actually did was uploaded the file on Spotify. Even the title of the episode is 100% done by artificial intelligence. And this artificial intelligence episode, guys, focuses only on the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Now, so far as this news is concerned, artificial intelligence in Saudi Arabia is seen as crucial for revolutionizing industries and driving innovation by Cisco and the Saudi Data and Artificial Intelligence Authority is implementing the national strategy for data and AI and the insights from the index can inform prioritization across key pillars including strategy, infrastructure, data, governance, talent and culture and comprehension and proficiency in AI tools and technologies are the primary skill gaps and this is based on 31% of the respondents and 82% of the organizations guys are investing in training employees in artificial intelligence. This number guys is absolutely mind-blowing isn't it? Even a number of 60% would be great but a number of 80% is absolutely mind-blowing. And this news guys also states that only 12% of local organizations are fully flexible networks to handle AI workloads. And the report also talks about cybersecurity readiness that is currently lacking, with 70% falling short of being fully equipped to detect and prevent adversarial attacks on AI models. And Cisco's participation of Leap Guys focuses on AI Unleashed that is shaping sustainable digital evolution. And Raheem Assad, the vice president for Cisco Middle East, Turkey, Africa, Romania, and CIS highlights Cisco's commitment to advancing national digital economies and strengthening cybersecurity. And Cisco Gaz aims to support customers and partners in Saudi Arabia and beyond with its latest technologies to increase efficiency and drive innovation. And LeaveGaz serves as a platform for showcasing Cisco's portfolio and its potential in the region. And the overarching theme, Gaz, does actually revolve around leveraging artificial intelligence for sustainable digital revolution. So those were the newscasts on the cryptocurrency blockchain and artificial intelligence world from Blockchain DXB. And in case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to infatblockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com. And also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question by Ryan who asks, how can we have a healthy debate with you regarding Web 3.0 and what are the formalities? The answer is pretty simple, Ryan, just drop me an email and when you drop me an email, 
just give me some bits and pieces of information regarding yourself, maybe the company that you represent. If you have a LinkedIn profile, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Because what I tend to do is, I tend to do a lot of research. I spend 80% of my time doing research. So what I'll be doing is, once you send me the information, I'll go ahead and look at your background. I'll also look at the company's background and how I tend to work my podcast is I usually send a questionnaire to my interviewees. I send them well at least two to three days in advance because look the whole intention is to go ahead and have a healthy debate and I want the interviewees to be well prepared and I also give them an option that's if there are certain questions that they do not like they're more than happy to go ahead and delete it, amend it and if they have their own questions they can go ahead and send me that question and I'm more than happy to go ahead and ask them as well. Now look Ryan so far as we're please concerned. I really hate seeing it. Unfortunately, a lot of the CEO, CTO tech founders are just utilizing it as a play in order to get more funding from institutions, banks, financial institutions and high net worthy individuals. So far as use case is concerned, I really don't think that there is much use case so far as Web 3.0. But look, I'll be more than happy to be proven completely wrong. So to answer your question, definitely feel free to go ahead and send me an email. I'll be more than happy to go ahead and have a healthy conversation. Now look, so far as Web 3.0 is concerned, Ryan, one of the biggest drawbacks is, is the user experience. And look, the user experience in Web 3.0 is literally going back to 1980s, isn't it? Just yesterday with the centralized exchange that is Binance, which is still Web 2.0 by the way, it was an absolute nightmare dealing with them. I spent well more than 2 hours and unfortunately that thing could not even get resolved. Imagine having this thing in Web 3.0, there would literally be no customer service as well. And based on my experience run speaking to CEOs, CTOs, tech founders from all over the world, I hate to say it, a lot of them truly don't understand what Web 3.0 is as well. And what I'll be doing is the discussion that I'm going to be having on Web 3.0. I'll be talking about the pillars of open blockchain. So essentially the questions will be revolved around them. So for instance, let's say if your particular project does have your source code completely private and it is not open source, I'll go ahead and ask, why is it your particular project's source code is completely private and not open to the public because it is one of the pillars of open blockchain. Now look what I'm saying may not be right as long as you go ahead and give a valid justification and if I agree to it I'll be more than happy to be updated with latest information. So in the healthy debate you know I'll be touching base on the pillars of open blockchain. I'll also be looking at the blockchain trilemma problem and let's say if your project talks about 1 million transactions per second and if I do find out that your project is heavily centralized I'll go ahead and frame a question accordingly which will give you ample opportunities to go ahead and answer and I might cross question them but listen I'll definitely cross question it in a really healthy way and if you need any suggestions for the answers I'll be more than happy to give you suggestions for these answers as well because look the whole idea I want the listeners to benefit with what Web 3.0 is at this point of time I'm definitely not sold on the hype regarding Web 3.0 and just yesterday in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast I did talk about the different trends that I have noticed now look Ryan, I did get involved in Bitcoin in 2013 and that time the narrative was that Bitcoin is an outright scam, it is gamble money or internet money. Later on as and when blockchain started to get a lot of mainstream coverage, the narrative back then was blockchain not Bitcoin. So a lot of the banking institutions were harping about the benefits of blockchain technology and they still considered Bitcoin as an outright scam. Then there was this massive ICO error and there were so many scam projects that raised millions of dollars during the ICO era and then there was DeFi hype and everyone used to talk about DeFi, yield farming, offering ridiculous interest. Now regarding DeFi, the hype has completely disappeared and literally I'm not seeing any news regarding the DeFi world. Then there was the NFT hype and everyone became experts in NFTs. 
the NFT hype has completely died down as well. Then there was this massive hype regarding Metaverse and Metaverse also made massive headlines and there were so many articles published via LinkedIn regarding Metaverse and yesterday I talked about in 2023 a report was actually published that talked about over 90% of investors actually went ahead and lost their money. After the Metaverse hype to be honest, I'm seeing massive hype regarding Web 3.0. Now look, Web 3.0 is ridiculously old concept. As a matter of fact, it's been almost a decade when the terminology Web 3.0 was introduced and the terminology Web 3.0 was actually introduced by Dr. Gavin Wood who was the co-founder of Ethereum and also the founder of Polkadot. So once I get all the information, I'll go ahead and frame the questions accordingly and then as long as we have a healthy debate, that is the whole goal because look, I want myself to be educated. Maybe there are things that I'm not aware about in the market. Maybe there are things in the technological sphere that I'm not aware in the market and as long as listeners benefit, that is the whole goal of having the series called as why web 3.0 is just hype. So to answer your question, just drop me an email and we'll definitely go ahead and take it from there on. But listen, when you're sending me an email, make sure you go ahead and give me your profile, your LinkedIn profile and your company's name. So then I can go ahead and do some investigation and then go ahead and decide if it's worthwhile to have an episode included in that series. And that's about all guys from the Ask Me Anything Season Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to infoblockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have crept in coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse and how the series of episodes under crypto and coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye-bye.